All right, we were in the NBA streets last week on the club. Today, we are going to do an early preview of the Week 7 slate on Underdog. Maybe hop in a dog bowl. We got a fun promo running again this week for the live final in Miami. We'll uh, do a couple battle royales, all of that good stuff today on the club with myself, Clay, and Andy. Let's roll. Right, Clay, Andy, Pete, the club going up on a Tuesday. Clay, Clay, how are we feeling here? Final days in in New York City. Final days in New York. Yeah, I'm in a bunch a bunch of boxes at the moment. So uh, my life really hasn't slowed down since the wedding, and uh, I think I'm going to enjoy uh, getting to November and really getting to kind of uh, settle in uh, to the new spot and kind of really soak in football season. I feel like I've kind of been like running around so much with everything happening in my own life that I haven't got to fully appreciate, even though I finally got to watch Red Zone a little bit the last uh, last weekend and before. Um, I'm looking forward to kind of be able to like properly park it and have a, a full-on NFL Red Zone Sunday. So, uh, what's, on, what's on the New York City, you know, pre-leaving bucket list? Like, what are the things you have to hit before you go? There's too much to hit. But the fun part is it's really gotten us, like, out of the apartment on weeknights. Um, it really kind of forced us to try to get off of work and go take advantage. We don't have enough, you know, weekends left since we got back from wedding and honeymoon to really fit everything in. So a lot of restaurants, we kind of wrote down, like, our top, uh, you know, five to ten spots to try to hit, trying to see, you know, some people if we can, work with schedules. Um, and, I, you know, for me, it's like I want to get a few more, like, sunsets over uh, Skyline. And I want to get a few more, like, uh, walks through just, like, the parks or going into – we went to, like, Central Park, like, last weekend, walked around, like, with, like, the leaves changing stuff. And there that was, like, go. nice and just kind of makes you really feel like you're in the city. Um, so, yeah, things like that. Andy, good, good. how are you doing? You're, you're, you're not going anywhere. You're, you're parked in New York. No. No, yeah, we're not going anywhere. Been good. Doing a lot of – NFL stuff had a couple decent finishes over the last few weeks. Nothing crazy, but um, been some fun sweats the last two weekends and getting ready for NBA season to come back. Starting to get all of my spreadsheets ready and all that. Make sure my Chrome extension for mass entering still works. There you go. I'll do a little tease because I know we've been pivoting back and forth some NBA football. We will do an NBA themed show next week and uh, we're going to have J.E. Skeets swinging by. Uh, he confirmed he'll be joining us next week. So that'll be fun. And Clay, did you say tip off is, is a week from today? Yeah. 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 So it'll be fun. That'll be like a fun NBA tip off show with Skeets. Uh, I'm super stoked that he was down and honestly, a great day to have him on too. So we'll have a lot of yeah. fun next Tuesday. Awesome. Yeah. So uh, if you're holding out for NBA content, we will we'll get you uh, next Tuesday with Skeets. But uh, yeah, I thought today we could uh, do a little high level uh, strategy for this underdog week seven slate. I normally um, each week I've been trying to get more volume in. I got to 50 battle royales last week, got like 12 dog ball drafts in. So getting the early drafts certainly helps. But real quick, Andy, what were your uh, what were your sweats? uh last week it wasn't any huge tournaments but it was the um the let me just pull up my results so it'll be easier than me trying to remember the um monday thursday melee oh i ended up fifth that was the uh the raiders packers and uh chiefs um broncos yeah and so that wasn't bad. I ended up fifth. I was as I was watching that game, 
I like. I had like an out to potentially win it all, which would have been nice for the nice twelve thousand bucks. But fifth wasn't too bad. Uh, and then this past week, in the the fullback dive too, which it's a small field tournament, it's yeah. like five hundred people. But I got third place in that, which was nice because it made up for an otherwise. I had fifty percent Devonte Adams, um, so the fact that I came out plus money this past week was nice. Yeah, yeah good about that's that. It. That's impressive. Uh, yeah, I had a decent. Uh, I mean, I didn't have any big scores in the battle royale, but it was one of the first weeks that I took like a really strong stance. And my take was Cooper Cup should have been the one hundred and one. Um, mm. Obviously, him and Tyreek were both kind of the guys you needed, but felt good um, being massively overweight Cup, which allowed a lot of my rosters to cash um on those uh two game slates andy is there anything interesting you do strategically is it more portfolio based is it a scroll the f down gem and all of them what are you doing in those so the team that i got fifth with actually was a two tight end team which was kind of fun um okay i had that is i had kelsey and musgraves um and it, it was close to, to doing well. I, I think it really depends on the slate, honestly. Like, I feel like those are so situational based on what two games you're getting. Because sometimes, like, the the Monday night, Thursday night, this week, I, I didn't do too many. Let me see. I have, I think I have those up right now. Um, so I didn't do too many of those. But, like, these, you had this Chargers... Dallas game that was kind of weird and then you have the Jacksonville New Orleans game on Thursday and so it was like there were four running backs who were good and every other running back on the slate was like yeah almost undraftable you're you're like if you don't get one of those four you're taking Rico Dowdle or something which no one wants to do um and so I think like that really influences the strategy of how you want to play each one is sometimes you can you know Sometimes when there's four quarterbacks and four people drafting, you don't really care which one you get and you want to wait. And so I think a lot of those is really just like going into each slate very opinionated about uh, kind of which position group you can sit out on and which one you have to like hammer the studs um, is, I, I think, the right strategy. But we'll see. Everyone is, is very different in that sense. Whereas with, with the Battle Royales, you kind of have an idea going in, you know, some weeks are more wide receiver strong or tight end strong or whatever, but there's yeah. a general formula that's a little more structured. I think that's also a really sharp thing on, because I, I assume all of us, right, like when we're doing the battle royales, no one ever wants to use two tight ends, but on those super short slates where Travis Kelsey is functionally a wide receiver, and it's basically you're drafting him as whatever, his position doesn't matter, and then you're filling your tight end spot with someone else, which I'm guessing there's still even a hang up for a lot of people being like, yeah, I don't want to do tight ends. I already took Kelsey. I'll just let that lone spot there. It's probably nice, like small slate edge to be willing to lean into it. If like there is a tight end, who's a, a top three or top four guy. Yeah. And I think it also sometimes puts you in an interesting position. Like for example, with these, uh, with this one, most recently when then where I was saying there were really only four running backs that are draftable. Uh, and sometimes you have that with tight end as well, where there's like three tight ends that you care about. And if you don't get one of those three, they are the, your tight end is the last pick of the draft. Um, you also can like kind of just fuck over other people in the draft by taking two. And so like, you know, in, in a draft where there's only two tight ends anyone cares about, if you just take both, you kind of can 
screw over some other lineups where you're saying like, I'm just betting that you're not, you don't have to take a zero essentially in a position. Uh, and like the same with running back, like I was hammering double running back whenever I could in this most recent one, because it was like, okay, maybe you want Keenan Allen over Alvin Kamara, but it's like, I'm trading off Keenan Allen. I'm, I'm, I'm taking Kamara over Allen. And it means that they're taking tank Bigsby as their running back. And like <laughs> the trade-off there of like replacement is just so big. Um, and so I think it like it really depends on on the slate again, but I do think there's yeah. some edge there in, in getting a little bit weird and uncomfortable. Uh, real quick, just want to hit this question from Jeffrey. When you make your lineups, do you try to get at least one player from the afternoon games or is that irrelevant? So on underdog, like if you're talking about Battle Royale and stuff like this, everything locks, you know, when at, at 1 p.m. So there's no advantage or disadvantage to when your guys are going. When I talk about my DraftKings lineups on Sundays where there's late swap, there is, you know, kind of an advantage to having some flexibility to move guys in and out of your lineup based on how popular they're going to be and with the added info of what you got but on on underdog um there's there's no edge to uh to having that unless you just like having the sweat which i'm never going to begrudge anyone if they want to have a player in their lineup that they get to watch in the uh the afternoon games but no specific edge there um this slate this week guys is like one of the grossest slates i've seen as far as totals i mean even the best game on the week chiefs chargers has a total of 48 i feel like in years past that would have been like a 55 point total or something so many totals under 40 so many backup quarterbacks i mean it is going to be gross out there it, it kind of yeah, hit me that we're week seven like i just uh you know best fall brain week seven was kind of one of those ones that would be like tricky you know the bye week bros would be after you and you had a whole lot of teams <laughs> stacked up week seven wise and now that we're here i'm like well who's really on by this week that is really mattering because there's a lot of kind of like shitty teams too um, and then it's just exasperated by the fact that there's like a lot of, like you said, like injuries and bad quarterback play that we're having to overcome. So I think there's a couple like kind of sneaky spots. Um, I think we're probably going to see like a lot of like the same condensing of chalk in both these drafts and on other sites as well. Um, just really much feels like one of those weeks. So uh, we'll see. But I think there's a couple spots that look good, even if like on the surface, you got to kind of like polish the shit off of them a little bit. And then it looks a little bit more enticing. Yeah, I mean, and we are now at the point of the season where you might otherwise be like, man, this New York Giants team is a dumpster fire. But then you could also be like, holy cow, this commander secondary is even more of a dumpster right. fire. So like you can right. start to find some spots you like. But even that game where we see wide receiver ones going off each week against the commanders, it's, it's a 39 and a half point uh, yeah. total. So um, I actually have Loki a sneaky spot one. If you could get the Giants wide receiver right, like I actually think it's like a, a nice yeah. week for like McLaurin too to kind of have like one of those spike weeks because what number one wide receiver has been roasting the Giants too. I mean, Diggs just went off against them. Um, other other wide receivers have been having like really good seasons uh, against them so far. So I kind of like that spot. Like if you, I don't know, it probably see a situation too where we've been talking about like last week, you don't have to force bring backs and stuff, right? Like we would just fire up individual plays you like um and try to find any semblance of like an edge out here yeah yeah i, I like mccorn this week I, i've drafted him a few times not like 10 percent or so he's he's a nice final round guy what his i mean what did he have like a 50 percent target share uh last week it was it was insane and it's all coming at like the expense of Jahan dotson who is now just completely missing in action with even curtis samuel breaking out a bit too. All the touchdowns uh, going to Curtis Samuel, man. Red zone is just like, he's eating. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, what are the, you know, like if I squint some other game, you know, the Lions have been playing really good on the road. I feel like that old, you know, Jared Goff away from Ford Field narrative is kind of eroding here. And now if they're without their top two running backs this week, like you got to think they they sling it again like they did in Tampa. I feel like I keep waiting for a Ravens signature performance too. I don't know. This Lions-Ravens game I think could get a little fun. I like that one. And then the Seahawks and Cardinals game is like, I think sticking mm-hmm. out as well, where I think that one's going to get a little steamy throughout the week. Um, they kind of just like match up decently well against each other. Like even like Seattle's given up a lot of big fantasy performances too, to both running backs and wide receivers this year. So I don't know. Um, kind of some gross plays in the game. Like, I don't know how to read the Cardinals running back situation presently either. Uh, but, you know, some Geno stacks look a little, fun and probably like you know not taking up a lot of your adp at the moment but i think we'll get probably steamier throughout the week i guess yeah that what you just said about the seahawks reminded me of a tweet i saw from thorman earlier that i thought was a cool thing as far as when you're trying to think through fantasy stuff so it was explosive play rates both for and against so you Mm -hmm. see you know miami just lapping everyone as far as explosive plays san francisco (laughs) seattle not far behind um there so it's it's fun if you can find the uh the matchups where these align obviously what was it the week two or three miami versus denver uh unstoppable force uh meets immovable yeah. object or whatever or movable yeah, object so. buffalo up there um yeah the defense especially not, after not surprising the giants couldn't get really anything going against yeah. them but yeah yeah that seems bad but i don't know man i think i'm going back to the washington well this week is my bread and butter that just feels mm-hmm. nice um and i i know oftentimes i would kind of break a tie favor against divisional games but something about that game in particular and how suspect these secondaries are like seems like it could be a nice point spot and i might regret saying that i probably will come sunday at you know 5 p.m eastern or so um but yeah. i kind of like that game as far yeah, as yeah i think howell isn't like a super disgusting quarterback i mean considering how gross quarterback is in general like He's been putting up points. He's, you know, he has that ability to run. That's why bags are feeling a lot better after the last two weeks. I'll put it that way. Yeah. Let's check out the uh, the rankings here on Underdog. I've done a couple of drafts here of the main slate. Um, I think yesterday, last night, when I was doing a couple drafts during the contest, uh, Eckler was actually the one hundred and two. And I was getting Kelsey at 103, 104 a few times. Um, I do think it makes sense on this slate for Kelsey to be at 102. Cooper Cup, I do think, is probably mm-hmm. the clear 101. And 101. I do think you could probably make the case for Diggs now as the clear 103 so. with how just locked and loaded his target shares are. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's not like New England. And they're they're scary Patriots, uh, too. at least receiving-wise. Yeah. 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 Mm. I think he's. Like, I think he like might be a sneakier play throughout the week in some respect. Obviously, he's going first round in BR, so that's not necessarily sneaky per se. But I like him over Eckler. Yeah, um, personally. My other kind of snap take when I did my first batch of drafts was just wanting to target this Denver defense again, and they're mm-hmm. kind of out of sight, out of mind because they weren't as horrendous last Thursday. But both Aaron Jones, who has the Q tag, but was back at practice, and Christian Watson are both mm-hmm. really cheap right now. Jordan Love going just outside the top six quarterbacks. That was a spot that I'm really liking. Yeah, 
I can get behind Jones and and Watson. I loves a tough click for me. I'm not a love yeah. guy, and I think he's looked bad enough after those first two games against completely soft defenses. Now you can make an argument that Denver is a very soft, the, the softest defense in the league, and he maybe he you know snaps back to those week one and two forms. Um, but I'm willing to say that I, if I'm going to play that that offense, it's going to be probably through either of those skill position guys. Yeah, yeah. I've done. I've done Aaron Jones Watts I, for for context. I've already done thirty drafts for this week. I, that's there you a problem. Go. Um, <laughs> I, I've done Jones Watson and Love. I've done Watson Musgrave and Love. Um, I like Musgrave as a, a six round head end. Um, I can't bring myself to click on any of the Denver guys as a bring back. I, I, yeah. At least in the at least in the six man. I, in the in the twelve man, I, I can get there, but not in this. Yeah, yeah, I think, and it is interesting because what Love right now is QB seven. Um, so if that holds, it means you know he'll, his ownership will be what probably sub fifty percent. But Musgrave as tight end six, and I have a feeling people are going to be more excited about him relative to some of these other guys. So he'll end up being um, probably drafted in most contests. It is. It is really gross down here. I am kind of interested in Pat Fryermuth coming back and Steelers here. Like Steelers Rams both feel like teams that kind of need to be pushed. You know, we watched the the stars kind of consolidate the 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 fantasy points for the Rams, but that was kind of in a game that they were controlling most of the time. Whereas if they're really getting pushed, you got to think um, this Steelers team that is getting a lot healthier um, could produce some some fantasy numbers. I think Deontay Johnson's supposed to be back too, isn't he? Yeah, it seems like he will be. Yeah, probable here. Um, yeah, I agree. I think it's just hard to pick a Steelers player, to be honest. Like, I, I would probably lean Pickens at the moment, but... The, the other yeah. nice thing, though, about Fryer is like normally one thing I've been thinking a, a lot about to, you know, Andy saying he's not going to force a Denver bring back. Like, I don't even think you need to force a Steelers bring back. But if I do right. want to do a correlation, probably at tight end, and it actually works out well because no one's out. excited to play Higby. And then yeah. Fryer Muth as like the bring back that you kind of yeah. just break the tie, I think makes sense. I think it makes sense too. I think it'll also be way more popular as well, but for good reason. I think honestly, I'd probably rather play it with not having to like try to pick the right bring back and just bet on a, they getting pushed from any way, maybe even a combination of players from the Steelers. Um, but the Rams passing attack is very clean. Like they have no running back to go to this week. So uh, I don't yeah. know. I'm not going to be so concerned about Joey Porter Jr. out there. I think it's Cooper Cup, eat week and uh, fire Puka up. This How do you guys like... feel about Jameer Gibbs this week? I mean, if if he goes, I think Craig Reynolds week. But, well, We're that's not, the thing. I'm not right? falling for DeAndre Swift like last year. <laughs> I think the, right. Anyone who's again hoping for Jameer Gibbs, we've all or Bell Cow Jameer Gibbs. We know that's not happening. But I still think that maybe the market now has swung too far in the other direction as far as underselling the upside potential for Gibbs um, and just his big play ability. Uh, we just haven't mm -hmm. really seen it. And the more we go without seeing it, it, you know, you just see the ADP drop more and more people. How out. healthy is he? I mean, it said Jameer Gibbs, he's trending in the right direction for direction. week seven, but like the combo, like to your point, clay, I would want to see him fully off the injury report and being like, he's yeah. good to go like an yeah. injured 
Jameer Gibbs who just suits up, that doesn't get me excited. Yeah, I feel like it's almost one of those elements where you kind of like you you 360 yourself and see like a bad kind of take in some respects. Like the simplest version of this is like if he was healthy, how confident are you? And obviously he has upside. I don't disagree with that. I was a big fan of the of the season, but it's like, damn, I'm really going to fall victim to this same principle again where like last year if you know jamal williams was out it wasn't just like it always the andre swift like we hoped and wanted it to and i've been a big swift guy like i thought that was always the most fun play I, gibbs literally the same situation is like plug and pull but I, I don't know i'm a little spooked and i think like it's the the q tag and not having like the assurance that it's like he's a healthy return this week and like what does that mean that just seems to limit him even further from a workload that i wasn't very confident in if he was healthy stepping into yeah. this situation so I don't know. That's a harder click for me, especially with having um, like lighter, lighter amount of entries in a tournament like this. I think I'd probably rather make a stand against Gibbs than try to like, you know, put him in. To the my the thing is, is like you, I think it's very fair to poke holes in Gibbs, but I mean, every single running back going around him here, you can poke a ton of holes in like it's, it's really yeah. gross. Once you get down here. Yeah. Um, I don't I was just laughing this week. Like I think Ford's a solid yeah, solid play. I know Hunt got a touchdown, but like Ford still got most of the work. Indy matchup seems like one of those kind of like weird games where there's a lot of fucking running back yards. <laughs> but not he just got else. they just uh, got gashed too. Um, yeah, yeah. So I would I would click Ford over um, Gibbs personally in that range. I know these are um, these ADPs are all the same, and then it's just ordered uh, by uh, alphabetical or whatever. But seeing Zach Evans ahead of Najee Harris, like who's been inactive all year, is just I don't know. It's very funny to me. Also interesting (laughs) that Craig Reynolds has a 36 ADP. Like no one, I mean, if if anyone's clicked him, it's not enough to even register an ADP yet. So yeah, I think like Craig's Craig Reynolds is this week's like Deontay Foreman, right? Where you're not feeling very good about like the pass catching and, but you know that he's mm-hmm. going to get at least 10 plus touches. I guess the difference is you feel a lot better about the lions ability to get to into point. the red zone and get to the goal yeah. line. than you do the bears. Yeah. I don't know. It's like, I, if you, if you buy a narrative shit at all, it's just like, you can kind of hang your hat on the coaches really seem to love him and they give him goal line opportunities and red zone work already, even with a healthy backfield and, okay maybe he walks into one or two more you know green red zone opportunities uh you can paint a picture is all i'm saying so i I actually would rather like kind of place my chips in like a very unknown craig reynolds bucket to score a touchdown maybe get some extra yardage and think that gibbs has some kind of pop-off week Uh, what about pop-off week into existence (laughs) what about wide receivers uh for you guys andy any um epiphanies you've had through 30 drafts uh yeah currently through 30 drafts i have 45 percent puka nakua yeah um so so that's my that's my current stance i've I've been getting him in like mid-20s even uh and i just think that that feels like a total smash um it is that's one that i feel really good about um I have a decent amount of Mahomes, and so I end up with a decent amount of Rishi Rice. Okay. Um, I was going to ask you guys if there has been any information about Jimmy Garoppolo, but I, as someone who owned 50% Devontae Adams last week, uh, (laughs) I would like to go back to clicking on the Raiders players, uh, and I still have been, but I'd like to press the button more often because they're playing 
Chicago. Um, yeah. Yeah. How much Josh Jacobs do you have? Not that much. Uh, he's one who I have been struggling with a bit. I, I'm like, I've been fading Bijan every week of the season. And for some reason so far, I've decided not to do that this week. Um, so he's like in that exact same yeah. range as yeah. as Jacobs, and I've been taking a lot of Bijan. Yeah, he uh, what's the latest on Garoppolo? I just did a little search on Twitter, and it still seems up in the air. News on his back is encouraging, but Raiders quarterback status still uncertain. So yeah, I haven't seen anything definitive. Um, yeah. I think for me, it's trying to get ahead of the Josh Jacobs inevitable steam that I think comes this weekend. As like a, a noted Raider hater. Uh, it feels weird to be kind of banging the table for Josh Jacobs being a great play, but it adds up, man. The Bears have been getting gashed. He's getting the fucking work. It seems like one of those spots. Uh, I think he could climb a little bit in ADP. Yeah, yeah I mean, that's so how it last week like, when he was ADP. Out, yeah. I think we see Jacobs come up a little bit, and I think Ken Walker is in a pretty reasonable spot, and his will just fluctuate draft from draft based on if like what your wide receiver preferences are. Yeah. yeah. So the one other one that I think a wide receiver that interests me, and we touched on this briefly from the quarterback perspective, is Tyler Lockett. Um, mm. He's he's going like nearly undrafted and behind Metcalf, and I, I just don't think that makes a lot of sense with how things have shaken up so far. And playing Arizona, I I like that. It's it's a nice you know th- this draft is like this week is gross enough where you can find yourself like in round five with no real exciting stack options. And if you have a, a wide receiver and quarterback slot available, it's not too hard to go lock it in Gino. And that like feels pretty good. And they were Gino. I mean, he had a pretty rough game against the Bengals, miss Lockett on a couple deep shots, miss JSN wide open on a touchdown. Like that could have been a big game. And then, on top of that, like the Cardinals continue to just get gashed by by wide receivers. They've been one mm-hmm. of the softest matchups. Them in the um, the Colts secondary uh, this year. So yeah, I, I like that call uh, a lot. Um, why don't we uh, Why don't we hop into draft? You guys want to start with the dog bowl there? Yeah, let's do it if we can get in one here. Let's, uh... Yeah, I'll see how many nine people. So we're good. Yep. Um, in case you guys missed it, uh, slight tweak on the dog bowl this week. So we do have that sweet spot entry that I think a few of us have been hoping for. The $25, I think, is a nice number. And then they're doing a similar to promotion to last week. Anyone that completes 10 or more dog bowls will be eligible for this offer. The top 2,000 entries from the dog bowl this week will receive $25 in bonus cash and so i believe yes the dog bowl is exactly double the size it was last week um and yeah and i think it comes down if i do my math right is around like 36 to 37 percent uh chance uh of getting your money back there last week i did 12 and i had six finish in the top thousand so i got my had 600 in play got 300 dollars back so basically uh if you can Return at that rate, you're getting two entries for the price of one uh, for a shot at Miami. Yeah, I I did five or whatever the minimum was to, to get the – I think it was five, right, for the deal. Um, mm. And I, I actually I've, – I've, I didn't have any that were like a sweat like I did the week prior. I finished like 25th um, in one of those. But I had four out of my five hit the top, hit the top thousand. So I, I got a nice – Nice amount back on my uh, on my entries, which was nice. 
Yeah, and I saw uh, one of your crypto pals, Sobi, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, exciting. I, I think I think I've fully, I finally actually committed that I'm going to be in Miami that weekend regardless. Really? So, nice. Yeah. Why so it's Art Basel as well. Um, oh, gotcha. And so there's going to be a bunch of stuff there anyways, and figured might as well make the trip down. I'm sure there'll be some underdog stuff that I can attend even if I don't make the even if I don't make the finals. So there you go. That sounds so fun. Yeah, right. I swear, Crash Rich is in every single draft that I do. I just whenever I am on, I see him drafting. And he's so how, how many dog bowls have you guys the done? hottest player on underdog right now, right? Yeah, I think so. Um how many dog bowls this week, Clay? Yeah, this week. <laughs> uh four four okay okay yeah 10 feels kind of gross but i imagine into the first like if you have a one or two slot you feel pretty bad by it's just not a deep week <laughs> yeah i'm i'm starting to see people go kelsey at one one um and i'm starting to be convinced of it i'm not sure if i'm quite ready to do it myself yet but i think it's interesting yeah I do think there are some loose ADPs right now, but I, I have a feeling by like Saturday when you're doing these yeah. and this really tightens up in an efficient way, it is going to feel really go gross. Like by the third round, these traps. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's see. Yeah. I, I like them on raw here. I do think it's close. I also think Kenneth Walker is set up almost equally as well. I mean, Andy mentioned the passing game, but I mean, you can beat these Cardinals every which way. And man, uh, he is continues to play so much better than Charbonnet. And that, to the point where I thought we were going to keep getting this creep up in Charbonnet usage and it is not happening because Walker's playing so well. Yeah. He's been, he's been awesome, which is yeah. fun. I was, uh, was going to click Walker if he was, if he slid to me there. I'm pretty bullish on him this week, obviously. For yeah. Obvious reasons. Never have I ever drafted a Raider in the first nine. round, but here we go. Yeah. Am I about to have my third Patrick Mahomes dog bowl team? <laughs> what do you do? In this, if you get shut out on Rashi Rice, do you just keep it naked? I haven't had that happen yet. Um, I I think that if I was desperate enough, I could see myself taking um, Kadarius Tony. But yeah. you know, six targets, three receptions, eight yards, is, is, or six yards, whatever he got this past week is definitely interesting. <laughs> but we'll see. I uh, I just want to do something different. But I'm I'm gonna take what I can get here, and I'll just take Mahomes. There you go. Crash rich snap select uh, Mark Andrews. There. That's who I was gonna take you know. if I didn't take Mahomes. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, you were talking, Clay. You were talking about the Josh Jacobs thing, and I think Andy was about to mention it as well. Like I kept thinking last week he was gonna get steamed, like in battle royales, and it just no one ever wanted him. Um, he just stayed yeah. there even after like Karain made him his cover boy. There's like so many uses yeah. that were like Josh Jacobs yeah. smash spot. 
Uh, God, and everyone's like, so yeah, wild, I think man. I'm good, man. I used to like, I mean, for years I've refused to play Josh Jacobs and he would just like get steamed and then smash. And it just doesn't feel like that's the discourse as much this season. And it's like not correlating the same way, but the role is much better than it's been. So I don't know, but um, I'm buying man, into it. I was, uh, I was really hoping uh, Puka would fall to me fall. at 19. Yeah. That would have felt really good. Um, it was either I was going to take him uh, consideration with Pacheco there, but went Pacheco. Maybe I'll just maybe I'll just try to set up my uh, my golf stack here. I'll grab Laporta. Don't hate it. Yeah, I mean, I kind of also like the running game and the you know the Charger the like the running side for the Chiefs this week too. Um, Pacheco just getting a lot of the work and like it's a you know solid matchup so far this season yeah. against the Chargers. So I can see that hopefully playing well yeah this is a interesting week as well in the 12 mans just because running back gets really thin really fast where like now the next next guy going off the board is probably jonathan taylor playing the mm -hmm. browns defense and yeah. then you have questionable jameer gibbs and then it's like brian robinson james cook jerome yeah. ford zach moss ramondre like there isn't a lot of exciting options here yeah, that high T no. start feeling pretty fucking cozy. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, yeah, especially in a week. I've done like some last play. round Roshan Johnson or Javante Williams, but I don't know. Is Roshan back this week? Most likely. I'm betting he is just based he on should be. stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they were saying, there was a chance think, like, last week. They're saying week seven, right? Even yeah, because normally it's a week. Um, a week off and then it was just kind of ambiguous because they played on Thursday night and everyone's like, uh, could the nine, the nine days, could that actually still make it possible, but had to sit out. Mm -hmm. I was debating whether to go, like if I'm playing that Detroit Baltimore game, I, I took Laporta cause there was no way he was coming back, but I was debating if I wanted to grab Lamar there. I think if I knew for a fact I could get Zay, at 30, I would have grabbed him, but then, mm -hmm. man, there just really isn't anything viable to stack Lamar with outside of Andrews and Zay right now. No. Yeah, what Nelson Aguilar had the yeah, that would, most <laughs> yeah. run, right? Yeah, Odell and Bateman are not happening. Mm. Ooh, that Clay hates to hear this, but maybe he's gonna be a trend center. Copper Prices says, fun fact, running back, running back has yet to win in the dog bowl. Look, my, my response to that would be we haven't seen a bye week as gross as this one yet. So it's only week seven. <laughs> only week seven, yeah. baby. I just I think wonder... there's such a bigger gap between, like, sorry, real quick, just like on that point. Like, I think there's such a bigger gap between, like, the top, like, honestly, five, four or five running backs this week and the rest of the running back field versus, like, the wide receiver feel just feels a lot flatter in my opinion aside from like cup and digs and we just yeah have so many more higher options there so that's my retort golf yeah go, i agree with that this week i think that's the right way to think about it i think like you know whether you get amari cooper or mike evans or marquise brown i think you can like tell the same story about all of them whereas you like kind of do fall off a cliff a little bit yeah, running back. Yeah, 
Lockett's a great pick. Like, there's a couple, like, everyone going, all the receivers going in this third round are relatively flat, in my opinion. Yep. Even Cooper. It really is after, like, Puka, but then you can make an argument that Puka is closer to this tier with cutback than he is, like, the tier above with DK, although I think he's viable for a spike week any week. I just think that comes to the expense of Cup a little bit. Yeah. I think this other comment from Copper is interesting, that 13 yep. of 18 winners in the last two rounds. I think that that's like that's something I've been thinking about a lot with the season so far in general, just that it it feels like there has been. Look at this! I'm getting Rashi Rice again. It's crazy how that works out. It, it feels like there's been a lot of um, just like the top quarterbacks haven't performed that well, where like. You know, Mahomes. I don't. Does he even have a twenty fantasy point game yet? I don't think so. Um, Josh Allen. I'm not sure he hasn't done anything crazy. And so I'm curious to see whether or not we're going to like get some regression there, where you know we'll have a couple weeks where just you know the top couple quarterbacks really smash. Um, yeah. I don't know. I also think it's because of part. it. The the quarterback thing, like that, intuitively makes sense to me because of the opportunity costs and the drop off of skill position players around the third and fourth round, where you really are going from guys who project for 20% of the targets down to guys that project for like 10% and become really true flyers. Whereas, you know, CJ Stroud is going to be on the field. Like, you know, he's going to be the quarterback the whole game. And so that late round quarterback, um, I don't know, dynamic, I think is really illuminated in these dog bowl drafts. Yeah, but, I think that's a good point. And I think it's even more true probably in these tighter weeks where, like, you know, it gets really bad <laughs> really fast. Like, yeah. I mean, there's. But then at the same time, you also have some interesting potential late round picks. Like, it doesn't feel good, but, you know, there's guys like Jahan Dotson and Jerry Judy and, like, even like a Josh Downs or someone who. You can go yeah. around like I can. I can convince myself that they actually will do better than they have been. Yeah. Yeah, I found myself in that very gross range, and uh, see if I can buy the dip on on James Cook here, even though his usage has not been ideal. But it sounds. I, I assume Damian Harris will be out uh, this week. It'll be just Cook and Latavius Murray. And I mean, like watching Latavius Murray get stuffed at the goal line on multiple carries. Maybe, maybe the Bills coaches will, you know, maybe actually watch that that film this week. Yeah. Yeah. Who's gonna be the first person exactly. to draft Philadelphia Eagle, Julio Jones? It's not even in the You can't draft league. him in this. Oh yeah. Brutal. That's gonna make see, like I think that contest is going to be really interesting the like the two game slates that were one game is what's the th thursday night game next week let me look uh thursday night game like this week is jacksonville new orleans yeah. no next week oh next week week eight i don't know yeah i just uh, pulled up the bucks bills so like interesting that I think that that makes like a really interesting slate where you have this game that's just going to be like a, you know, yeah, you have the Philly, 
uh, Miami game and then Bucks Bills, where it's like feels like two very different games. Um, I'm sure it'll create some interesting dynamics. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Chipsy, the Philly fans are uh, are tilting. Um, more data from Copper on the Dog Bowls. RB1 by round two uh, in 13 of 18 winners. Running back one by round two. Is that the same thing? Oh, in 17 of 18. Then wide receiver three by round three. Zero of 18. Interesting. Wait, he did say the same thing twice. Yeah, he meant running back one by oh. round three in that second one. So going triple wide receiver has not worked yet at all. Yeah. Which I that, that adds up to me. Because that's another example where, you know, if you, you kind of do the same thing and think about it, it's like how many true like tournament winning upside running backs are there on any given slate versus wide receiver and there just aren't that many. Yeah. I took so my team so far, I started off with that Lions stack, Goff, Laporta, St. Brown, James Cook, and then I took Michael Pittman Jr. His target shares have just been insane uh with Minshew. So his I don't love that matchup against Cleveland, who just gave the Niners fits, but uh Pittman's work is uh it's hard to find those kind of target shares in the fifth and sixth round here. Yeah, I like that pick. And there goes Craig Reynolds, one pick after me. Wow. Clay, your team through four. Jacobs Pacheco, and then you get the McLaurin, Sam Howell stack. You're about to be on the clock, and Andy has the Mahomes, Rashi Rice, and then Barkley and Pitts. Yeah, I, uh, I, I didn't mean to take Howell there. Um kind of like was had a little bit of analysis paralysis like looking at the receiver options <laughs> timed out but it is what it is that's fine because i don't know if he would have made it all the way back i am struggling though about how i want to play my next wide receiver position i think i'm going to go for a breakout this is a wide range we're trying to go to miami so i'm going to do a bring back on my uh commander's bet and go okay. high it let's say how to get ahead of the breakout game he played a Season high in snaps last week. Can't click Wandale Robinson. I literally could click him because he was taking the pick before me, but not not on a half point PPR. Ooh, JSN off the board. I uh, I'm gonna be going with Curtis Samuel. Just seems to catch a lot of passes. Um, and now. I'm a little bit torn. I think like Sutton is interesting. I think Deontay Johnson's interesting, but I kind of want to go for another running back. And I, I, I know Samaj P. Ryan's injured. And I'm, this is probably going to be the only time in my life that I draft Javante Williams during these tournaments. So why not yeah. get a little crazy? But last round, Javante doesn't feel too bad. I love the last round uh, Josh Dobbs by Crash Rich. Uh, he's a he's a QB I like a lot this week. Yeah, it was nice to see him back running a little bit last week after not getting any rushing yards the week before. 
Yeah, I th- definitely when you have Marquise Brown too, I think that makes sense. With Dawson Knox at tight end, you can get you got six targets last two weeks. Um, I think Buffalo can have success passing, so maybe he finds a touch in zone. Wouldn't hate it. Is Kincaid still hurt? What's he's, yeah, he's uh, concussion in concussion protocol. protocol still, so he'll probably play. But yeah, it hasn't really been affecting Knox's like on field involvement too too severely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, looking we at these, thinking about. Um, Go ahead, Pete. Make a pick in the middle. Yeah, I'm going to keep Same picking on Denver stuff. here. Uh, nice. and go with Romeo Dobbs. Just looking at the at what was done here, like these drafts, I think like the late quarterback makes a lot of sense. Looking at this, where it's like mm-hmm. last round, Desmond Ritter or Josh Dobbs, like feels. I'm not totally convinced that like Josh Dobbs is worse is going to be like worse than Stafford this week or. Um, you know, like Jordan Love or any of those guys, and you can get them in literally the last round. And so I, I do get why that would work out, especially in a week like this. Yeah. So I wonder if there's some amount of potential strategy of trying to play really flexibly as far as like your early picks to just kind of let you like set yourself up for multiple outs in the last round at quarterback based on what people, who people pick and don't pick. Um, where, like, yeah. I mean, even, like, taking a flyer on a last round to Sean Watson if you might play isn't a bad deal against Indy. Well, also, like, be, when you consider how flat quarterback is and then how bad tight end is, it does make sense when you look at Sobey's lineup. I'm trying to find it because I know he posted it on Twitter. Um, or, no, I'm thinking of – I was thinking of the the other person who won – let me see if I can find this one, who won the dog bowl. Um last week yeah okay this one um is this the one i'm thinking of pretty crazy uh, than nine I, maybe i'm thinking like, of i don't know why i had um did someone win something with a uh cj Stroud? this was the lineup i was thinking about sorry this, so this mm. other qualifier here dpy so you know the first three picks moster amon Ra, and thielen and then the last three picks where it's just like you use your quarterback pick late and you correlate that with their tight end of just being like, hey, I'm punting quarterback and tight end. It's hard for anyone to separate anyway. So if my quarterback's going to win me this tournament, their tight end's probably coming along for the ride. Um, mm-hmm. So I do see merit in that, especially for those less popular QBs and tight ends that you can kind of find at the end of the draft. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think it'd be viable. Like I could have clicked like Logan Thomas like bounce back to go along with Sam Howe. I regret like, you know, I would have loved to have seen if I had to take it, like, you know, timed out and taken him in the fourth, if he would have made it back to me in the fifth. Cause I think that's like more advantageous, but it's challenging. Cause like, I don't know, obviously the other clicks are more prominent wide receiver wise. that went between then and my next pick, like Palmer, London, DJ Moore, Jerry, Judy, but n- neither of them have like great particular like setups and or matchups this week and bad quarterback situations kind of across the board. So I don't know. Palmer probably would have been yeah. the guy I should have taken because there's some there is some semblance of upside with him against the Chiefs, but she's been good on defense. So, um, should we, should we hit up a little BR? 
Yeah, I want to see. They're wanting me to see what this uh, what happened last week in here. The guy who got ninth. Oh, <laughs> it's Harps. Uh, let's see. Yeah, Harps did the same thing there. Uh, did the Ritter in pits uh, with the last two picks and then jammed in uh, Tyreek, Amon Ra, Godwin, and Brees Hall. Um, I do think it's like slate specific, right? Because you need the late quarterback in the late tight end to line up. Like this week, Andy had to take, you know, pits earlier, but Ritter's still going super late. But last week was a great week to do this when everyone was still out on pits. Yeah. It's hard. I don't know, um, man. I, I don't, I, I'm just, I'm out on Ritter. I'm out on Ritter as a starting quarterback in the NFL, but I'm in to score fantasy points. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. Tampa Bay feels like a sneaky, like bad spot for him, though. Like that's a division yeah. game that I feel like could play down. Um, oh, one one, baby. That's right. Oh, sorry, Andy. Uh, I was oh. not paying attention. That's all right. It's better that <laughs> way, anyways. <laughs> yeah, some yeah, some people were getting down insane volume in uh dog bowl what did i see it was uh jewish mccaffrey had 70 entries he said in in the badge bros the discord yeah shit. yeah i like i mean i think this is you can buy yourself a nice trip to miami with 70 entries i will tell you that <laughs> <laughs> oh man depends on how many weeks you go for though it's true if you finish in the top was it 2000 this week you're right yeah yeah so 2000 oh no now we're in battle royale i wasn't looking at the uh i think it's a little over five this week yeah yeah 5200 yeah. entrance um so yeah 35 cash above the the entry fee i do think so like do 70 uh, entries finish top 70 in all of them easy yeah easy money i think you can i was i was thinking about this had you guys thought about this with the dog bowl and the promo specifically where it is functionally you know a, a double up or let's even call it a triple up where you know the the whole thing in general too where like the scrolling down those last picks like you're getting a little off the board to get unique where actually if you're trying to get your money back like the uniqueness isn't ultimately what you're caring about. I'm basically trying to think, is there a way to build yeah. higher floor lineups so you can then just free roll the yeah. finishing in first, but it's kind of counterintuitive because it's really hard to finish in first um, without having some unique elements to your lineup. I think probably, I think there's, I think there's probably going to be enough variance in a 12 person draft that like, even if you just literally auto drafted, the chalk, you know, just put in the ETR rankings and auto drafted. Um, I think that like you could probably have a shot at winning, um, and like you were saying, like you can probably set a high enough floor with that to try to get at least most of your money back with some with some non-zero chance at hitting the hitting the nuts. And like, think about the type of player you know, you're drafting late. Like, it's actually pretty funny seeing Wondell Robinson go to Jamison Williams, right? Like, Wondell Robinson's target projection compared to Jamison Williams, those couldn't be more wildly different. Like, Jamison Williams mm -hmm. has probably a better chance of winning you 
the tournament, but Wanda Robinson has a much better chance at catching six balls. Uh, yeah. So that's kind of what I mean by that. And then like, yeah. it doesn't mean that you're removing your ceiling. It means that you need Wandell Robinson to, to get in the end zone with one of his short targets too. I, I've just been, you know, you consistently a, uh... kind of like surprised by how quote unquote normal a lot of the teams that win are. Like there's not, you know, it's yeah. not always a, you know, somebody scrolling. So I think there is like, it's kind of fascinating, right? Because like in that sense, like, all right, cool. Like it gives you more confidence that like play tighter, don't scroll as much. Because like at worst, you're going to get more of your money back hypothetically and still have a chance to finish in first. But then it also makes the case that then like, all right, well, maybe this is the week to scroll a little bit more because if more people are going to like not scroll as much to play it safer, then like you're getting just another degree of uniqueness. Um but I think, yeah, I don't know. I, I just, I, I feel like it has been surprising to me how many of the winning lineups are lineups where they haven't been a scroll down player as much in them. Yeah. Um, we have a super chat question. <laughs> we got, we got, we need some more context league? here, I think. <laughs> Is this like full blown dynasty league or yeah. what's going on? Would you trade Kavera a 2024 second and third for Moster and Brian Robinson? Would, can I get more context? What's your record, Matt? Are you a contender? Uh, or well, I assume you... it's Bijan Robinson, not Brian Robinson. Oh, that's a well, good I, I, I thought I, I don't it, people call no one calls Bijan B Rob. That's Brian <laughs> Robinson, right? Uh, that would be a good distinction. Otherwise, Maybe, yeah. I'd say I agree with Chipsy. So, um primetime what teams are we targeting this week uh based on my two drafts i've done today i'm uh, gonna be going after this uh this lions ravens game and also love this uh cardinals rams game and in, in pit rams i think those are probably my three favorite i guess non-obvious games if we say uh chiefs chargers the obvious one man i was really hoping that josh allen was gonna slide to me there that would have been really fun yeah. Love Commanders Giants. Have we gotten have we gotten a Daniel Jones update? Is he gonna play this week? Nothing that I've seen. Does it really matter, honestly? That's what I was just gonna say. It probably doesn't. Tarod's been playing better anyways. Yeah. This is like yeah. See, I love teams like so... this that you're putting together, Pete. I feel like they're really strong, and you can like you have a lot of outs. Like if you want to get unique, you can go. You know, if you want to really get unique, you can go Dobbs and and Marquise Brown. Right. You can go Stafford and Brown. You can go Golf and Flowers. There's like a lot of different ways to to mix it up here at the end. I know it's funny that you said that. I was just thinking through some of those those combos. I do think at this point, I'm like even with these awesome wide receivers, like the Stafford ceiling, it has been hard for him to access. It makes me kind of want to go um, golf again, or just set up a, a different stack. Dude, tight end is so like so, so mind bending this week. I'm gonna keep hammering Christian Watson, and then I'll, I'll I'll have three quarterback options as far as Stafford, Love, or Goff. Do you find yourself 
Andy, when you're doing heavy volume early, trying to just get as many kind of like super teams, ADP values. And then as the week progresses, then starting to get more gal brain with the, uh, the scroll, the F down. Yeah. I mean, like, I don't really scroll down that much in general until like really late in the week when I feel like, you know, it's like, okay, I'm looking through this team that I'm building and I'm pretty sure I've built almost the exact same team already. Who cares if I take the ADP 30 player again? Like I have enough lineups with them already. Um, and so then I'll just start to get a little bit more experimental. Um, but yeah, I would say early on, I really just try to like try to find players who I think are going to have their ADP change over the course of the week. Basically when the ETR rankings come out is kind of how I think about it is like who that ETR is going to have higher and will then see steam. Um, where like, I think Puka is a good example of that this week. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, I did end up, uh, I, I thought there was no chance he would make it back. Um, Herbert does come back. And even though I, I just have him with Eckler. I'm like, how many times is Herbert going to go at pick 33? This yeah, that's week? insane. Um, so yeah, I, I, this is a fun team. Uh, Herbert at quarterback, Laporta at tight end, Eckler and Kenneth Walker at running back, and then Puka and Christian Watson at wide receiver. Um, I have a feeling you won't be able to build that team on Sunday morning. Oh. No, probably not. Um, Clay, what did you do from the one-on-one? Gwent uh, Cup. Locked in Jacobs and Pacheco, um, hit Tyler Lockett, and then Gino, and then did it with Frymuth bring back because I just like yeah. the tiebreaker for me at tight end. So I like it. Clean team. I think in retrospect, probably should have went Stafford and Higby and kind of taken the ethos of those winning lineups that we had just reviewed uh, with a smooth little uh, quarterback double stack. But I agree. I mean, I think if there is a week that Stafford does find his ceiling. It's a week like this week where they're is no running game and a pretty weak opponent. Um, the dude could throw 55 fucking times. Like, so I don't know. Uh, a lot of love to go around, but uh, I'm planning to soak that up through cup. Yeah. It's always interesting to look at the guys who are going undrafted in these. It is, did the, the Mahomes drafter didn't want to take Rashi rice. Um, ended up just doing a Keenan little mini. I think that's like viable with how spread out the chiefs I are, too. but I, I still do think like to Andy's point, like if we are finally getting the Mahomes 30 point game, like one of those wide receivers is probably going to be close to optimal. I would guess when Mahomes hits. Yeah. Them. And if they're not, then it means that Kelsey smashed and you don't smashed. have him and you don't have him. <laughs> right. Right. And so yeah. it's like, take a flyer. I think it's fine to take Tony. I think like you can tell yourself the story of naked Mahomes is the right thing to do because Tony has a touchdown. Rice has a touchdown. Right. Justin Ross has a touchdown, but like maybe do that once or twice. I wouldn't want to do it a lot. In tabbing through this. And I guess this, you know, speaks to the depth. I think there's definitely some viable quarterbacks who are going undrafted um, the running backs is where it's like, yeah, I mean, this is, it's pretty gross. You got both, uh, Indianapolis backs, you got cook Jerome Ford. Like, yeah, you can squint and tell yourself a story about some of these guys, but, um, it does make me lean toward getting that running back at least one through the first two rounds this week. Um, 
or if you're going to getting them early, because then that wide receiver, I mean, there's a lot of names here that are pretty interesting as far as offering spike week potential. So I think it's probably a better week to get creative uh, at wide receiver than running back. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, even guys like a, like a Josh Palmer or something, given the game that they're about to play. If he's your second wide receiver off the board, I'm I'm not upset about that. For sure. Um, sweet dudes. It was, uh, it was good. I'm always jealous of the badge, but I was getting to do the early, uh, early week, uh, battle Royale and underdog, uh, preview here. So it's nice to get to talk it through with you guys. I already feel, uh, energized to rip a bunch of these off the next couple of days. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a gross week. You know, it's, it's, I think it's a good thing when it feels really disgusting when you're drafting in the week, because it means you like have to actually use your brain a little bit. As opposed yeah. to where, you know, like the last couple, like like last week's slate, the optimal thing to do is just draft all the Miami Dolphins players. Yeah. <laughs> like that's just not not a very fun way to draft. Whereas with this, like, I think there is a lot more benefit to really trying to be thoughtful about what you're doing. Um, so that's always exciting. And yeah, I'm looking forward next Tuesday, a little uh, NBA season opener. Should be yeah. Fun. Yeah, you'll have to get us a little primer too on some uh, underdog strat for for those contests. Um, yeah. What you were saying was just making me think too, about like, you know, the, the bringbacks has always been a conversation, you know, and last week kind of proving that there's no hard and fast rules where a lot of the spots, like the bringbacks didn't hit and, you know, not having a Cardinals bringback and stuff with your Kyron and, and cup was optimal, but then you go and look and then Adam Thielen is in every lineup with Raheem Moster. And so it's like, yeah, sometimes you bring <laughs> yeah. that kids. Yeah. There was a while. There was a while yesterday where the top lineup in the BR had Tua, Monster, Waddle, Hill, and Thielen. <laughs> it's just like, that never yeah. happens. It was crazy. And it, it is, it never happens, except when it does, it is the Dolphins. It's just like, yeah, always. The Dolphins Broncos game last year it was that Dolphins Ravens game that went nuclear. God bless my yeah. Daniel and this Miami Dolphins team. Um, I know it's weird. This is the first week that somebody's gonna go to Miami without a Dolphins player on their fucking lineup. So you're that's right. It's uh it's impossible this week. You can't use the Dolphins as the ultimate crutch on uh yeah, on Miami underdog. Uh as a reminder for the uh the dog bowl, if you guys joined late or missed it, I know I, I think I saw you reference this on Twitter too, Andy, that they should have the promo like somewhere within the app so people know. Yeah. Um but just to put it up here uh one more time um if you do uh 10 or more if you get to 10 then you're locked into the promo of any of your lineups that finish in the top 1000 or 2000 you'll get uh you'll get that money back so hope uses the example if you do 10 entries and nine of them finish in the top 2000 you would have had 250 in entries and you'd get 225 back in bonus cash so that would obviously be a very nice roi uh cashing nine but i do think like if you want to tilt your exposures uh a little bit that you can actually, and it's something I might think through if I get up into the upper ranges of volume. Um, but definitely if you plan to do a couple of these, make sure you get to 10. So you unlock, uh, that promo there. Um, appreciate you guys hanging out. Like we mentioned, we'll, uh, we'll talk some, some hoops next week with skeets. Hope you guys all have a good rest of your week. Check out our friends over at the badge bros for more, uh, daily content. And I'll be syncing up with them again on Friday afternoons for off and on the clock where we go through the slate and it will always be fun to uh to see how much changes between uh between now and then for yeah. clay for andy this is the club we'll see you guys next time peace